Greetings and best wishes in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that you are doing well and you continue to do well in the Lord. The Lord is with us and his, everlast his, his everlasting promises are continuously being fulfilled uh, every day. And we're looking forward to a time when the ultimate promise of the return of Jesus Christ and the beginning of his 1,000 years rule uh, would be fulfilled. We need to pray. We need to stay faithful. We need to be actively involved in the fulfillment of the Great Commission. I would like to welcome you, all my listeners, my supporters, those who are praying for us. I want to thank you and, 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 and tell you that um, we are praying for you. Uh, if you don't know Christ, we are praying that you may receive Christ. If you already know Christ, our prayer is that your spirit, um, that, that uh, your faith will grow deeper and you get to know the Lord in a deeper way and receive his blessings without measure. Never mind what the year is like. God is with us. And that is our message this morning. My name is Nimrod Bai from Koinonia Ministries in Nairobi. Our reading this morning is going to come from the book of Jeremiah chapter 29. Uh, but first of all, let us pray. Dear loving Father, we thank you for this uh, beautiful and glorious morning. We are not going to take anything for granted. Even the rising sun is something you have done. The air that we breathe is a gift from you. Our lives are a gift from you, O Lord. And we say thank you for all the good things. And Lord, even for the bad things, your word is like everything. You turn everything ultimately for the good of those who love you. And so we thank you, Lord, just to know that you're with us and that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. With, as we come to read your word now, it is a word that is written by your people, instructed by the Holy Spirit. Now give us the knowledge of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom to understand and believe and put every word into practice. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our loving Savior. Amen. Right, now, um, God has made many promises, my friends, since the beginning of the world. And the Bible is full of these promises. And many of these promises have already been fulfilled. Many others are being fulfilled now, in our time, even though we may not take notice. And many others are going to continuously be fulfilled until the coming of the Lord. We want to be, to actively participate in the fulfillment of these promises. How can we do that? I'd like us to learn from the two prophets of the Old Testament. But we need also to look at the New Testament and see what is our place in activating the promises of God. Are we to just wait and 
and, and, and to sit and wait for this to be fulfilled automatically? No, my friends. God wants us to actively participate in everything he does. If he makes a promise, we need to own it. And we need to start making things happen. Now, 2021, um, is, is, I mean, what lies in the future in this year is very uncertain, especially considering the, our experience last year. What could happen in the course of this year? Can things get worse? Well, I don't know. We don't know the, unfortunately, we don't know what goes, what happens in the future. And But our security is to know the one who is in control of the future. We need also to know that God created us in his image and gave us the authority to exercise dominion over life and over nature as well. And so, what we do here on earth matters a lot and what we don't do as well. See, in, 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 the, in, the, in the Psalms number 115, verse 16, God says, the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man or to the sons of man. Um, whatever the case, we have been given authority God's own delegated authority to rule the earth, the creation, to be in charge of his creation. And so our prayers are very effective, especially when we pray according to God's will. And these are some of the things um, I would like us to focus our attention on um, this time in this year and also in the coming days because it is when we are involved in the work of God that really even the revelations of God start becoming clear to us and his promises uh, are fulfilled. So let us read from, uh, from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 4 to 14. And the prophet says, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek this, the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray for the Lord for it. Pray to the Lord for it. Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the, to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, 
I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when, we, when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations of, and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Amen. That is the word of the Lord. Now, let's then look at what this prophecy means. Well, Jeremiah was a prophet in Judah. The one tribe of Israel that still remained on the land, that had remained on the land when the other 10 tribes had been carried away into exile um, into to, to, um, Assyria. Now, but uh, Judah did not learn from what happened to the 10 tribes. The, and, and, and God compares the two nations as two sisters, you know? Now, what happened to the first sister should have been a lesson to the second sister, namely Judah. But Judah continued to disobey God and to be rebellious and to be godless and, and, and to completely ignore the warnings of the Lord. But, um, you know, and God was merciful and gracious for some time. But uh, finally, God, just like he had said, sent Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon to invade the nation of Judah and Jerusalem. And both were destroyed and left in ruins, including the temple and all the things that belonged to the temple. Those golden things that, uh, that God, that had been dedicated, you know, by Moses and, and Aaron in the desert were taken away to exile uh, by the Babylonians as well. Now in exile, the people were of course in great distress. They were downcast and depressed. And it, you, 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 you recall the, the, the song that says, you know, by the rivers of Babylon, you know, they cried and wept when they remembered Zion, where they sat down by the rivers of Babylon. And the people there asked them to sing to them the songs of the Lord. And, um, and of course, they, they saw that they wouldn't do it. And if they did, then may their tongues stick to the roof of their mouths. They were in distress from day one. 
upon entering Babylon because it is then that they realized what it means to be separated from God. And it is at this period that then God wrote, uh, instructed Jeremiah to write a letter to the exiles. But first, uh, the, the, the false prophets, certain false prophets had uh, given them the false hope that uh, their exile would end in two years. One of those false prophets was called, I was a man called uh, Hananiah. And chapter 28 of Jeremiah is dedicated to his story and his false um, uh, prophecy, uh, prophecy and how he opposed Jeremiah and how then finally he died as a result. So, the, the God instructed Jeremiah to write to the exiles and put the record streets, give them the truth concerning their exile. And so, our reading this morning, therefore, consists of, of Jeremiah's letter to the exiles in Babylon. We are reading a private letter, but my friends, this is no longer private. It is not any longer intended for the exiles. It is intended for us, for, in, for we are exiles too here on earth. We are exiles and, 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 um, and, and, and separated from our God. In our sins, we are oppressed in many ways. We are oppressed by hunger and disease. We are oppressed by fear and, 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 and the rule of corrupt men and women. Exploitation in our places of work. Exploitation in business. We are exiles here. This is not our home. The world, the old, is not, the earth is not our home. We are just passing through. Our real home is in heaven together with our Lord. So this letter is as valid and relevant to us today as it was then for the people of Judah. Now, so Jeremiah does not only write to these exiles to put the record straight, but he also declares to them the love of God, the never-ending love of God, plus God's great promise to give them a great future and a great hope. But first of all, God says, I have plans for you. I know the plans I have for you. And these are all good plans to bless you, to prosper you. And ultimately, God's intention was to take them back to the land. In effect, the letter reads as follows. Dear exiles, comma, I love you and I have great plans for your future. I love you and have great plans for your future. Okay, sorry. My desire is not to cause you harm, but to prosper you and to give you hope and a future. But you need to remember the reason why you are in exile. That, is, that it is due to your persistent acts of disobedience in spite of many warnings. Secondly, you need to know that the exiles will not end until 70 years are over. It is then and only then I will have you released and have you 
return back to your land from where I sent you into exile, from exile. Now, from verse 4 then, they are told, so until 70 years are over, what you need to do, settle down in Babylon. Settle down. All right? Don't think that anything is going to happen until that period is over. Settle down where you are. Buy land there. Build houses there. Have your daughters married. And if your sons have wives there, and, and give away your daughters in marriage. And also pray for the prosperity of the places where you live. Because when those cities and, and communities prosper, you also will prosper. And then, when those 70 years are over, we'll, then I'll, I'll, I'll bring you back home. But you need to repent and seek me with all your heart. So you see, God, um, God's promise is, is all that I, I have said, I have read and, and, uh, and, and read from the Bible and also stated, um, you know, from my, from, my, from my notes. But see, there's some action needed here that these people would pray and they will seek God with all their heart. <clears throat> and and, and, and this, is the, this is the point at which I, I would like us to start applying this promise to ourselves. I want us to ask ourselves this. Since this word is the word of the Bible and it is intended for us, how can we learn to actively or to put, you know, to activate God's promises? Do we have any role with the, in relation to the fulfillment of God's promises? Or, this I also said at the beginning, do we just sit down and do nothing? When this promise was delivered to the exiles, were they to, to do nothing for the next 70 years? Were they to wait only after 70 years then to pray? I don't think so. I think God, as I said at the beginning, wants us to take charge of situations. He wants to possess, to claim possession, to, to, to appropriate to themselves the promises of God and apply them to, to themselves and start praying for their fulfillment. Now, we, 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 we are not taught by Jeremiah what the exiles did, except that it is this, the action of one exile is recorded in another part of the Bible, namely in the book of Daniel. And um, I would like to just very quickly cast a glance at Daniel chapter 9, uh, at what Daniel did. Um, now, when Daniel, when, when the 70 years were over, uh, Daniel consulted the written word of God. 
and he discovered from reading the prophecy, Jeremiah's prophecy, that the, the exile was intended to end after 70, 70 years. Daniel himself was one of the exiles, as we know. The Babylonians had been conquered by the Persian Medes, and now uh, King Darius was the ruler uh, of the land uh, previously, you know, the land of the Babylonians. And so the exiles were now under King Darius. How can we make things happen and activate God's promises and apply them to ourselves? Let us learn from Daniel, one of the exiles. Um, this is what the word says. In the first year, Daniel chapter 9, in the first year of Darius, son of Xerxes, a Midi by descent, who was made ruler over the Babylonian uh, kingdom, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes. That is what Daniel did. That, my friend, is what we ought to do. When we discover the promises of God, and the prophecies of God that apply to us, we need to turn to God and pray. And in, in, in pray, in fasting, in repentance, in all those things Daniel has done. We don't need to, to put ashes and sackcloth and put on sackcloth and that kind of stuff, but we need to pray and to seek the Lord with all our heart. And then the prayer of Daniel is established there, is, is, is recorded there. But you can see, Daniel, uh, from this prayer, Daniel repents for himself, for the nation of Israel, for his people. And, 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 and because he admits the sin that they themselves fail to acknowledge. So as we come to the Lord, my friends, let us always remember to enter into the presence of the Lord, we need to be free from sin. We need to have our sins forgiven. Because the Bible tells us that our sins, all our iniquities, have separated us from our God. We need to, 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 to ensure that we are in a right relationship with our God. So repentance, first of all. Now, Daniel fasted as well. You know, let me read this again. He turned to the Lord. So I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer. He pleaded with him. You know, for some of us these days, this may not make sense. Why is Daniel pleading to the Lord to end the exile while God already promised he would do that after 70 years? Back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 28. Let us now create man in our own image, in our own likeness, and give him authority and, and dominion over all the things I have created. My friends, this is our responsibility. It is our responsibility to be intercessors. And God willing, next Sunday we shall be looking at this question of intercession, intercession. Uh, again, uh, 
on the basis of what, has, what is recorded in the Bible. And when we read all these things, we are seeing that uh, after praying for a long time, uh, an angel of the Lord, angel Gabriel, was sent to Daniel from heaven to come and deliver a response. And, uh, and, and, and the angel Gabriel revealed to Daniel not just what is going to happen to the Israelites concerning their exile, but he revealed the future. And this future uh, concerns the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the, the end of the exile from Babylon was not the end of exile, of the exile, because the earth is still exiled to us. The end of our exile is contained in Gabriel's answer because it prophesies concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the end of our exile on earth. And that's why, my friend, I want us to participate in praying, in praying that the, the, the prophecies that have been made concerning the end, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, are fulfilled even during our lifetime. I mean, why not? And so, our lesson is, big, is very simple, really. We need to pray. In repentance, we need to be obedient. So, Daniel claimed Jeremiah's promise by repenting for himself and the nation and all the people. In, and, and, and as you've seen, this, I believe, is what um, uh, is meant by Jeremiah's uh, 29, in 20, verse 20, 20, chapter 29, verse 12, 13 and 14, when we are told that they will then seek the Lord if, and find him, if they seek him with all their heart. And God would be found by them, and then he will return, he will send them back to Israel. So they needed to pray for themselves. But only Daniel's uh, prayer uh, is, is recorded here. So my friends, what does 2021 hold for us? We don't know, but we know that it is a year like any other that is full of God's grace and God's promises. It is a year when God is fulfilling his promises, when prophecy is being fulfilled, um, um, even though we may not um, and notice what is going on. Christ said, I will send warnings, certain signs uh, in nature and in the, in the politics, in government, in, in, in the spiritual world. And all these things that are happening in the world, I believe ought to warn us, Lord, but my friends, that the end, the end is very near. The very end is very near. So therefore, let us commit ourselves to praying the prayer of intercession. Let us pray for our own selves and confess our sins. Let us pray for others. Let us pray for our families, for our communities, for our nations, for our continent, and from, for the world at large. Let's pray for the church that God's promises of deliverance uh, may be fulfilled. I want us especially to pray, my friends, this year, 
For the promise of Jesus Christ in the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, when he says that um, he has been anointed to preach the good news to the poor, and he has come to set the captives free, and all those who are held in dungeons, in chains, chains of sin, you know, and poverty, and marginalization and rejection, oppression and exploitation, that they may be set free. All those who are sick, oppressed by disease, that they may be released. All those who are oppressed and held in bondage by, by alcoholism and drugs addiction and all these things, that they too may be set free. My friends, do you accept the responsibility of interceding for your world, for your church, for your people, and for yourself, and then for others? That, I believe, is what will make a difference this year. Friends, let us not sit down and do nothing. We can make things happen. Let us commit ourselves to pray. And when we are prayed, let us pray again, and on and on, until Christ returns. That is our responsibility here on earth. May God bless you. Thanks you for listening. Now, look at those numbers there and call us and write to us through that email uh, and let's uh, get talking and let us continue to pray together. Uh, may God bless you. Amen. <laughs>